If you, if you're able, please just stand as we get ready to praise the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the only one who deserves our worship. Amen. Let
everything, Lord. We love you because you are good. We love you because you first love, Father, that you chose us, God. We thank you, God, for who you are, for what you're doing in our lives, Lord, what you're doing in our community, God. We just ask for more. We ask for more, Lord. Win all of our battles, Lord, the way that you see them to be won. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're excited today. We're excited to worship with you. If you would go around and just greet some of your family of faith as we get ready to hear the word, amen. Everybody. Good to have you. Live streamers, shout out to you. It's good to have you, whatever platform you're watching on, YouTube or Facebook. And now, now let me just say this. Let me talk to the live streamers just for a second. I love that we have an opportunity you can join us this morning and, and jump in on church. I, I, I think it's a wonderful uh, tool. But if you can be here in person, I encourage you to do so. Amen. Because online can never fully uh, replace meeting with the body of believers. So I'm glad you're with us, but if you can be with us next Sunday live, come on out. Love to see you here. But anyways, having said that, it's good to see you this morning. Uh, tithe and offering. If you have something to give, you can prepare that offering envelope or in the chairs in front of you. Uh, if not, uh, wave your hand around and Mike will be coming with envelopes in just a second. Mike also has prayer cards. And if you have a prayer request, we'd love to join in faith with you. Uh, in your prayer needs, and we believe God will respond to those. But uh, if you have a prayer need, wave your hand around. Mike will uh, give one of those to you, and you can fill it out. Give it to me or one of the ushers after service, and they'll get it to me. But anyways, let, let me, uh, I'm going to have uh, Tom, can stay where he's at, but I'm going to have Tom stand up and pray over tithe and offering really loud for me. And then live streamers, you won't be able to hear it, but just know we're praying. And, and uh, when Tom's done praying over tithe and offering, you can bring it down to the baskets this morning. Amen. Amen. 
guess what? Amen, amen. So if you have something, bring it on down this morning. Thank you, Tom. It's good to see you in the house this morning. Now, uh, some quick announcements real quick. Don't forget, this Friday night, elbow your neighbors say, this Friday night. This Friday night is bowling at Southwest Bowl from 7 to 9 p.m. The cost is free, so come on out and come bowling with us. Uh, you got to buy your own snacks and stuff. I'm not beating you, but I am paying for your shoes and uh, your time bowling. Uh, we do ask, though, if you're planning on coming, please sign up at the back. Uh, at the sign-up sheet. That way we kind of have an idea of who's coming, how many kids are coming, and all that kind of stuff. So please sign up in the back. That's always a good time. Uh, last year we had a wonderful time at, at bowling, so we decided to do it again. So that's this Friday night, 7 and 9, Southwest Bowl here in Urbana. Secondly, uh, we're closing out uh, service next Sunday with a baby dedication. So if you, if you have a little one that's never been dedicated to the Lord, even, even if they're toddler age, it, it doesn't matter the age, but if your child has never been dedicated uh, to Jesus, uh, sign up at the back table. And at the end of service, we'll close out with a time of bringing families down here and praying over uh, their children. So that's next Sunday. So please sign up for that if, if you're interested in that. And also don't forget, every single Monday night from 6 to 7 p.m. is church-wide prayer right here. We are a praying church, amen? amen. And we pray first, amen? So uh, if you're interested in being a part of that, you've never been to church-wide prayer, I'd invite you out tomorrow night for that. Uh, and if you can't make it for whatever reason, at the back table back there, there are prayer sheets uh, for things that we're praying about as a church. So go ahead and grab one of those and um, uh, we'll be all on the same page of some certain things we're praying about for our church. And last but not least, uh, Operation uh, Christmas Child, the shoe boxes uh, that are with the Samaritan's Purse. It's a, it's a wonderful outreach that happens every single year. I'm not going to get into the details, but if you're interested in blessing a child overseas, not only with the shoebox of toys at Christmas time, but also with the gospel of Jesus, see Bill and Patsy. Wave your hand around. I think everybody knows Bill and Patsy, but go ahead and see them. They'll give you details about what that is all about. So having said that, thank you, Chamberlain. It's good to see everybody this morning. And if you're new with us or... Uh, you've been with us a little bit and you've never filled out a Get Connected card that's in the chair in front of you. That's just our way of, of getting some information just to connect with you. But we just love to get to know the people that are attending our church. And this is the best way that I get to know you beyond saying hi to you here. And uh, so if you've never filled one of these out, please do that and give that to me. Or even Kelly right there. Kelly, wave your hand around and she will take that from you. And we appreciate uh, you being with us and uh, joining our family of faith. Amen. Well, I kind of feel like I need to reintroduce myself to everybody. So we've been gone for just a week, but it feels like more than that. So I'm Pastor Kylan, if you didn't know that. That's my wife, Margaret, right there. And, and if you didn't know this, I actually pastor this church, believe it or not. Um, but we're back today. We had a wonderful time uh, getting a little vacation in. Uh, we went out to Zion National Park and then ended our week at Bryce Canyon National Park and did some hiking. And I think we put maybe a little over 20 miles of hiking in the mountains, which isn't a great amount, but it was enough for, for us. And had a, we had a great time, very relaxing. Um, and, but we're glad to be back and to be with you. So having said that, if you've got your Bibles, pull them out. And I want to I wanna kick off a series today. And by, by the way, uh, a handful of families out today for a variety of reasons. But I would encourage you, uh, uh, just start getting after people about getting back to church. What happens is we get in the summer 
and summer is full of a lot of vacations and a lot of different things going on, and people sort of sometimes fall out of the habit a little bit. We've got to get back in the habit now that we're, we're in the, the Burr months, B-E-R, September, October, November, December. How many think this is the best months of the year? I do. Fall is coming, uh, and it's wonderful, but it's time also to get back in the habit of weekly church attendance. Amen? So, so reach out to some people, invite them back to church, and uh, I believe God is going to be doing some good things among us. How many believe that? How many believe that God is up to something? And how many believe this church is going somewhere? How many believe that? Amen. So let's do that together. All right, so a series I want to kick off today for the month of September. And the title is Shelter from the Storm. You, if, you, if you take notes, I encourage you to take notes, to be able to look back uh, on your notes. I have... Uh, in my desk drawer at, at work, I have approximately, I don't even know how many anymore, probably, I'm going to say seven, if not eight, uh, one-inch three-ring binders, you know what I'm talking about, the metal binders, that are full of notes, of, of messages. I've listened to books that I've read, certainly studying the scriptures, uh, because I like to reflect on what I'm learning and where I've been because of the foundation of where I'm going. Amen? So, so coming to church, uh, by the way, church is, is not just showing up. Though you're valuable if you just show up. But church is participation. Did you know that? Participation because we worship together. The, the worship team's not up here so you can spectate them singing some songs. I mean, know what I'm talking about. They, they sing because we worship together. When we get into the Bible, if you have a Bible or it's on your phone or whatever, you pull it out because we do this together. I'm not preaching as, so you can just spectate and, and listen to what I'm saying. I'm giving the word so you can participate in the word with me. Taking notes helps you do that. Uh, participation because we're a body together, 1 Corinthians 12, where we, we serve together. And, and by the way, if you've been attending here for a while and you don't serve someone in church, I encourage you to do so. Uh, because I believe you're here for a reason. You have something to give to this church. Amen. So participation, that's what church is about. So uh, when I say, hey, let's get into our Bibles, I encourage you to do so. Uh, Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6, and it's just something I want to touch on in a minute. But shelter from the storm. And let me tell you what I mean by that. Uh, Jesus... In, in Matthew 24, lists uh, some different things out, and he, he says something to the effect of these are like the beginning of birth pains. In other words, the times of the end are uh, coming our way, right? I, I think we've been in the times of the end for, uh, since Jesus ascended, and I believe that Jesus is coming back again. And we see the things that are happening in our world around us, and, and they're like the birth pains that, that are happening before the return of Jesus. But along with that, you know, obviously, sin lurks everywhere. That's just the trajectory of a lost people. And I know that along with that, then the enemy, the devil, is, as the Bible says, he is, he is seeking whom he may devour. Amen. So we have around us what seems to be a storm. 
And I think we need to find places of shelter from that storm. So that's what I want to talk to you about uh, over this next month here. And I know not only for yourself, but for those you love, especially if you have, have children, grandchildren, you have worries about what the storm can do to infiltrate their lives. We have worries about things like pornography or the bondage of addictions, to worries about things that seem to be on the forefront of, of, of the topics, transgenderism, homosexuality, and things of that nature. Uh, things that you can get into just because you got a phone and, and can access just about anything in the world online at your fingertips, to streaming services, anything you just pop up and watch on your television or your phone. Um, even anymore, I, I knew, uh, I know, I, I'm, at least I'm pretty sure when I was a kid, you could just pop on the TV and watch a cartoon and not worry about it, but even got to monitor kids' cartoons anymore. It just seems like there's a storm out there. And I know there are worries about these things infiltrating not only our personal lives, but those uh, that we love. Again, the birth pains of, of the things that Jesus talked about. I understand this because I've, I've raised three kids of my own. They they're all are, are, are grown adults now and, and self-sufficient. But I understand. I've extended family members who are not saved, and, and I, I, I want their salvation. So I understand. Um, I, I'm going to say this. Let me just start off this entire series by saying this. Don't be afraid of the storm. Be cautious, but don't be afraid. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. But here's what I know. So, so you, you see a story in the Old Testament like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. How many know the story? The fiery furnace. They ended up in the furnace, but God showed up with them. Now, he didn't snap the furnace away. He saw him through. When Daniel was in the lion's den, God didn't snap the lions away, but he saw Daniel through. We're in the storm. God's not going to snap the storm away until he returns. But because greater is he that is in you than he's in the world, he's going to see you through. So don't be scared of the storm. But we got to be cautious and aware. Amen. Now, let me talk to you real quick about uh, those of you that have children or, or grandchildren. I know you have worries about these things, and, and, and they, they, that's well warranted. And I think the thing that worries parents and grandparents is you cannot force your kid to be a Christian. Can't force them. If we could, we'd be hitting that button all day long. We'd be smacking that thing so hard, you know, it would just wear out and break. Right? You can't force them. But Proverbs 22.6 says this, Train up a child in the way he should go, and even when he is old, he will not depart from it. So in other words, we're sowing that life to them. Amen. You can't force them to be saved, but you raise them up in those things. You raise them up in the faith. Now, everybody, and, and, and you did the same thing, will make a choice at some time in their life whether or not they are fully following Jesus or not. 
right? Even if they grew up in a Christian home, they'll make that choice. And I know you worry about the storm in that regard, but just know this. That as parents, even as a community of believers, we're charged with raising them in the admonition of the Lord. So when they're at the age where they start making the choices of their life, they will hold on to which they were raised. But also know this, just know this. Parenting is a lifelong endeavor. So if your child today, even if they've moved out of your house, today is not living for Jesus. It's not over yet. Amen. And we hold on to these things, that parenting is a lifelong endeavor, that they will come to what they have been raised in, that is the admission of the Lord. Amen. I believe that. But the storm that's around us, yes, we need places that are shelters from the storm. Psalm chapter 32. Let's, let's turn there. Psalm 32. And verse number 6 and 7. I just, just want to show you a couple uh, parts of, of this psalm. Psalm 32, 6 and 7. It says, Therefore let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Yes, we offer our prayers to God. And surely in the rush of great waters, in other words, troubles, they shall not reach him. See, God, you are a hiding place for me. You preserve me. You protect me from trouble. You not only do that, but you surround me with shouts of deliverance. See, the shelter from the storm is found in Jesus. Amen. As he was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, as he was with Daniel in the lion's den, he will be with you in the midst of this storm. And he offers what this psalm is praying for, protection in the case of the high waters of the troubles of the things around us. Shelters from the storm. But here's, here's what I really want to focus in on today is in kind of over the next handful of weeks. Your family, be, being anchored in Jesus, should be a shelter from the storm. And I want, I want to challenge you today. Your family should be a shelter from the storm. Now, now here's what I know. Uh, and some things I'm going to be talking about, you may, as an individual have been on the short end of being in a family unit where that family unit was or is a shelter from the storm. And I see you, and I feel, I'm sorry. Not everybody has had the opportunity to have a spouse or, or parents growing up where this is the case in your life. And I'm sorry. But again, God is not done with your story. And he will redeem these things in your life if you begin to turn to him in a way where he can then give you that future. Okay? I believe that. So as we're talking about this, and I'm, I'm talking in the context of family, you can apply this to your friendships. Your friendship should be a shelter from the storm. 
you apply it to church. Your church should be a shelter from the storm. Amen. And no matter what context you have as a home right now, your home can be a shelter from the storm. So whether or not you're married, whether or not you have kids, what we're talking about applies to you because in, in the kind of foundational things that make us who we are, you can be someone where the habitat around you is a shelter from the storm that is our society and a lost people in sin. Amen. You understand what I'm talking about. But the family unit should be a shelter from the storm. So, Ke- Kelly, that, that first slide, it's the only slide today. I'm, I'm going to give you a couple simple, straightforward things today, but I think they're vitally important. See, as the storm is around us, your family should be a shelter from the storm, and prayer is the first step. Prayer is the first step. That's why, that's why as a church we always say pray first, because prayer is the connection that we have with God that involves us in involves him in our lives in a way that he is our source. He is our anchor. He is the one that we look to. Now, when I, when I say that your family should be a shelter from the storm, I believe that every family, every person, you need to work towards this. That your friendship should be a shelter from the storm. You need to work towards this. When we say our church is a shelter from the storm, you need to work towards this. When your home, no matter your, your situation, can be a shelter from the storm, we need to work towards this. Prayer is the first step. See, James chapter 5. James chapter 5, verse 16 and 17. I think some of you are familiar with this this passage, but let me me highlight this to you. James chapter 5, verses 16 and 17. It says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. That's a wonderful practice in the church, that you may be healed. But why? The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working, or it's powerful and effective. See, Elijah, the great prophet Elijah, was a man with a nature just like ours, or other translations say he was just like us. But yet he prayed fervently that might not rain, and for three years and six months it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. Prayer of a righteous person is powerful and what? Effective. Your family, your situations can be sheltered from a storm. Prayer is the first step. Why? Prayer is powerful and prayer is effective. See, you must learn in the case of your family, in the case of your friends, in the case of your church, in the case of your home, you must learn to be, listen to me, tenacious in your prayers. Tenacious. That, that prayer is the way that you fight for your family. Prayer is the way that you fight for your friends. Prayer 
is the way that you fight for your church. Prayer is the way that you fight for your home. You fight for your family and your friends and your church and your home because we are in the midst of a storm. And the enemy would like nothing more than to have way in your family, in your friendships, in your church, and in your home. How many know that? Prayer is your weapon. We must be people who are tenacious in our prayer. So, so we, we use the catchy phrase, pray first. What I'm really saying is you've got to fight. You've got to learn to fight. You've got to learn to grab on and not let go. Amen. Prayer has been given to us in order to be people who are proactive in how we fight for our family. Now, I do know this. See, prayer cannot force someone out of their free will into what you desire. I get that. That's why you can't force your kids to be saved, as an example. Prayer can't force somebody's free will to change. But prayer can help clear the way. Prayer can help set things up. Prayer can bind the enemy. Prayer can protect. We must be people who pray. Again, parenting, with the example of kids, again, it's a long road. Lots of ups and downs in, in that road of parenting. But your weapon of warfare for your kids and your family and your friends and all of that is prayer. And if things at the moment don't seem like they're going the best, okay, but keep praying. In other words, you've got to be specific in your prayers. Specific needs. Prayers that are rooted in the scriptures. Again, the Bible is your go-to. You stand in it. It's not only the story of salvation, it points us to Jesus, and it has the words of God for our lives. See, prayer keeps you anchored in Jesus. Scripture keeps you anchored to Jesus. Protection for your home, your family, your friends, this church is in essence keeping anchored to Jesus through the first act of prayer. So here's the challenge. And this is where tenacious prayer shows up. I believe that prayer for your family so your home is a shelter from the storm is an absolute positive everyday practice. Every single day. I mean, let me tell you something. You fight for what you love. Even if that thing you love is wrong, you know what I'm talking about? You fight for what you love. And, and I, I'm assuming that you love your spouse. I assume you fight for them. Now, I, I, said this, I said this a little while ago. Let me bring this in again. I know some of you have been in some situations. I get it, but let me say this. How about we stop fighting with our spouse and start fighting for them? You hear me? How about we stop fighting with our spouse 
and start fighting for them because if you're fighting for them, when you do fight with them, that happens, you'll fight in a different way. You'll start fighting for them, even when you're mad at them. <laughs> that happens. So we were on vacation a whole week together, and I agitated her one time pretty bad. I did. I got on her nerves. One morning, it was like 6 in the morning. So, so we would get up early, so we beat the crowds into the parks. We actually showed up early so much that we beat the park rangers there. We didn't have to pay to get in the park, right? So we got there early. It was still dark out. She was tired, and she asked me a question, and I answered her. She asked me again. I answered her, and she asked me again. I was like, I was over it. So I was just like, Pfft. I, I made her upset. I did. Is that true? Yeah, she, she, she's not even saying, no, it's no big deal. She was mad. So, but you know how long it lasts? Not long. It didn't wreck our day. It didn't ruin our day. It wasn't all day long bickering and fighting. It didn't last over to the night to the next day. You know why? Because I fight for my spouse, so I'm interested in fighting with her. Right? I'm assuming you love your kids. I'm assuming you love your grandkids. Fight for them. How about instead of always bickering with your kids all the time, fight for them instead. They'll learn. Amen? Do you love your church? How many love your church? Are you fighting for it? How many love your friends? Are you fighting for them? You see what I'm getting at? Tenacious in your prayers. Why? Because we are in the midst of a storm like a fiery furnace or, or a lion's den. But God is with us, but we must learn to invoke him in our prayers and fight for what we have. Let me tell, let me tell you something. Everybody in your life, you have responsibilities that are in your hand. You're responsible for them. Your family is a responsibility. Are you fighting for it? You have friendships in your life, wonderful friendships that, that the Lord has provided. That's a responsibility. Are you fighting for your friendships? You've been called to a church, hopefully rooted and growing here. It's a responsibility. Are you fighting for it? Your home, what you have, whatever your situation is, your home responsibility. Are you fighting for it? See, again, what the enemy would like to do would be somehow, some way, and by the way, the, the enemy is more sneaky than he is loud and, 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 and bold in a way that you just, he, in other words, the devil doesn't show up at your front door, knock on your door, and, and you open the door, oh my gosh, it's the devil, look, he's got a pointy suit on, you know, with ears and his long red tail. He's got a pitchfork. That's the devil. And he doesn't say, hey, may I please come in? Sneaky. He tries to work his way in, sometimes in the simplest things. Right? He would like nothing more than to infiltrate your marriage, get into your kids' lives, get into the church, Bring things into your friendships. He would nothing, we would like nothing more than to see that happen. You've got to fight to keep him out. Just living in a society that's lost and the prevalence of sin, you've got to fight to keep it out. Starts with you. 
It starts then in the relations you have around you. It starts with prayer. We must be people of prayer. Every day, by name, by situations, by things that pop up, by things that the Holy Spirit makes you aware of by discernment. Because you're praying for wisdom. You have a, you have a God way of seeing life. You pray and you fight. That you pray for your spouse by name every day. You pray for your kids or your grandkids by name every day. You pray that your home, no matter your situation, is a shelter from the storm. You pray for people at church. You pray every day because we're in the midst of a storm. Amen. You got to fight. But let, let me... Let me say this, and this is sort of the second thing I want to throw along with this, and this is important you hear me. You can pray all day long for these things, but then if you turn around and simply be the source of the enemy getting in, then what's the point? How many know what I'm talking about? I'll give you an example. I was debating saying this, but I'm going to say it. You guys roll with me a little bit here. So it's been in the news a lot over the last few months, sort of dying down, but for just the last three or four or five, six, seven months, it's been a big thing about these uh, libraries that are having drag queens read stories to kids. How many have seen that? All sorts of people up in arms about this, rightfully so. I, it's, to, to, to put it mildly, I think it's very odd that a parent would take their kid to that. Let's put it very mildly. But you can be mad all day long about that and think it's wrong and evil and what are they doing these kids, but then you look at porn in your home, let me tell you something, a drag queen is not your biggest worry. You hear what I just said? You can be mad all day long about and worried about all this stuff that's around you, but when you bring it into your home, your biggest worry is not that stuff, your biggest worry is you. You can pray all day long, but you walk around your house screaming and yelling, throwing things around, slamming things because you're mad, intimidating your wife, intimidating your kids. Your biggest worry is not the storm. You got to clean yourself up. See, again, the enemy will sometimes put us in a false place of security because we pray, but then we're not working on our own personal lives about what we are doing in our home. I'm getting at. You've got to watch yourself. So what is the culture of your house? What is the culture of your family? The words that are spoken, are they encouraging? Are you somebody who builds the house up and not tears it down? Are you someone in how you say things? Is it representative of the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and all that stuff? You think about how you are in the home because it is by your example, as parents, I'm talking, husbands and wives, it's by your example that the tone of your house is set 
And your kids will follow your example at some points. Amen. You got to watch yourself. You got to be honest with yourself. And you got to know how I need to change. So, so as you're praying for, for, your, for your house and you're praying for your spouse and you're praying for your kids and praying for your church and all these different things, Lord, help me grow. Lord, help me change. Lord, help me become what you intend me to be. Amen. So what you are doing in example matches what you pray. Right? And again, this is where some of you, you've been on the raw end of the deal with somebody. I know. I'm sorry. But God is going to see you through. Guys, let me, let me just address the men for a second. Listen, all this stuff about the men being, man being leader of the home and all this stuff. Listen to me. You know how you're a leader in your home? Love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. That's what Paul said. That's how you lead in your home. You know how you lead in your home? Paul writes, fathers, don't exasperate your children, but raise them up in the things of the Lord. That's what Paul says, too. Lead in your home. You know how you lead in your home? You fight for it. You pray. Being a leader in a home isn't just, you're just king, and, and your home is like this vassal state, and you get to tell people what to do, and they have to listen to you, and you do this, that, and the other thing. That's, that's not leading in your home. Leading in your home is giving yourself up as Christ loved the church. That's what leading in your home is. How about we start there and fight for it? Fight for it. See, your tenacity in prayer does not ensure a perfect home, does not ensure that it will always be bump-free. It doesn't ensure that some of your kids or a child may have seasons of life where they're not living the way you want. But what it does is it keeps the whole situation anchored. Amen. It's kind of like this. Judah's got a rope. I need one of the young guys up here. Uh, let's see. Gavin, come up here and help me, son. I didn't see him back there because all this camo he's wearing, but I saw his face. All right. Why don't you stand, stand right here, okay? I'm going to give you some high props here. This, this is Jesus, okay? All right, I know, I know. We don't have to think hard because Gavin's such a good guy. It fits, right? This is Jesus here, and Judah's going to tie this, this, this rope to him. He's got it. Don't squeeze him too bad, okay? Yeah, put your arm out there. Yeah, we need you arm free. Okay, there you go. <clears throat> now, drag this thing over, over. Bring it all around to me. You didn't know when church is over, we're going to do a big tug of war, okay? I'm kidding. This is a heavy. Stay where you are, man. Go back over there. Okay, so look. Big rope. The heavy rope. This rope is representative of prayer and the scriptures in our lives. When you fight in prayer, you're anchored to Jesus. Now don't move. Stay there. An anchor doesn't move. Okay. Good job. When you stand in the scriptures, you're anchored 
to Jesus. And life can be swirling around you, this big, crazy storm of all this different stuff. But you know what? You're fast. Isn't that right? Kirk, come here a second. There's no resemblance, sir. Just pretend Kirk's my son, okay? I'm going to borrow him. Is that okay, Eric? I'm going to give him back, I promise. Okay. If Kirk was my son, when I'm praying for my family, when I'm teaching him, I'm teaching him to hold the rope. It's anchored to Jesus. I'm teaching him. I'm fighting for him. Amen? Now, this is not going to happen to Kurt, but let's just say at some point in his life, Kurt decides to walk away from Jesus a little bit. Kind of over here doing his own thing. You know what I do? I don't move. I keep fighting for him. You know what's going to happen? Kirk will always know where to come back and grab this rope again. Because I don't move. I don't let the storm affect me. I'm fighting, I'm fighting, and I'm fighting. You know why? Because I love my kid. And Jesus knows. Jesus knows. And I will never give up, ever, 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 fighting for what I love. Amen? You know, I do as a pastor, I grab this rope and say, Kirk's my church. You know what I'm doing? I'm teaching my church how to grab this rope. We're fighting. Amen? We're not going to give up. The storm's swirling around. But, but you know what? We, we could actually be thrown around in the storm. And the wind's moving us because life gets crazy. But you know what? We've never let go of the rope. We're going to be okay. Isn't that right? Let's say Kirk's my friend. You know what I'm doing? I'm fighting for my friend. Amen. Let's just say Kirk is representative of my home. You know what? I'm keeping my home attached to Jesus. I'm fighting. I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to stop. Amen. Amen. See, see, this is what prayer, thank you, Kirk. This is what prayer is for you. And if you stay here, you'll never be let blown about by the winds of life, lost, unmoored. Life just tossing you back and forth. You may get blown around a little bit. That's normal. But you're never letting go. And Jesus, listen to me, Jesus, Jesus will keep you anchored. You believe that? Let's be people, thank you. Let's be people who fight Let's be people who fight. I want you to think. I I want you to take a moment and evaluate. Are you really fighting? Is love showing up in that regard? Are you tenacious on a daily basis? about your situation? Are you the avenue of the world and the enemy into your family in in some way? See, God help us. God help us. God protect us. God give us wisdom. God give us discernment 
And God will if we anchor into him. See, this rope, Jesus, and what he's given me to, to wage war in this world is why I'm not afraid of it. I'm cautious about it, but I'm not afraid. Because what I'm anchored to, as we started with, what I'm anchored to, Jesus, is greater than anything you see out there. Has, has Jesus defeated the enemy? Greater is he that in me than he's in the world. Has Jesus conquered sin? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Has he broken addictions? Has, does he have the power to do so? Yes. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen. There's nothing you face that he's not greater than. So fight with him. Listen, and he will see you through. Amen. I believe that. So how, about, how about we stand up today? <clears throat> that everything we do, everything we're a part of, that we are influences and impacts that are life-giving. Okay? So in your family, is your influence and impact life-giving? In your friendships, is your influence and impact life-giving? In your church, is your influence and impact life-giving? Amen? That so we draw on who he is and it, and it comes, just kind of flows through our life. So we build our friends up and spur one another on to love and good deeds. That we come to church and we don't gossip about people in church and talk about people's stories that you heard and spread stuff around that, but we're life-giving. Encouragers. In your family. That's your source of life. Amen. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, help us. Now, so, some of you out there are single parents. But you got Jesus. Amen. Some of you, you're married, but you can feel like you're doing this alone. You know what? You have Jesus. 
Some of you have felt discarded in life, but you know what? You have Jesus. Some of you look at your past and say, you know what? I haven't done a good job at this. Okay. But today is a good start. There's always new beginnings in Jesus. Amen. Oh, Lord. Some of you need to deal with some things that, that you know aren't good, that, things that, that have been sort of the gateway of the enemy of the world and into your family. I, I believe that you can overcome today. You can overcome it today. Today's your day to walk in freedom from here on out. In Jesus' name. Let's all commit ourselves to him. Let's commit our families to him. Let's commit our friendships, our church. Let's commit to him in Jesus' name. I want you to do so personally. As a matter of fact, right now, I want you not only to pray for yourself, that you're, you're, you're somebody who embodies what it means to lead and influence and impact in a life-giving way, but pray for your, your spouse, pray for your kids, pray for your grandkids, pray for your church. Let's start fighting right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, you're the anchor in the storm around us. Lord, but you will see us through. Lord, and the worries that we have in life, the things that, that cause us concern, Lord, you are greater than those things. There's nothing too big, nothing impossible that you will not see us through. Oh, Jesus, help us. Oh, Jesus, help us. Lord Jesus, help us. Oh, Jesus. What I want you to do is I want you to make a plan. How are you going to commit to fight for these things? I mean actually commit, make time. So here, here's what I know. I watch football. My team plays at 4 o'clock today. I'm going to make a plan to watch them. My backside's gonna be on a couch. 
hopefully with a snack in my hand. I'm going to watch my team play. I'm going to commit. Win or lose, I'm there. I can make a plan to watch a football game. Right? I can make a plan every single day to make sure I'm at work on time. I'm going to get up at a certain time. I'm going to make sure I'm out the door at a certain time. Right? How are you going to make a plan that you take time every day to fight for what you love? Not just some random thing if you get to it, not just some, some uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of do it around this time every day. It's not going to happen. How are you going to make a plan? I like football, but I love my family more. I like my job more like, like football because I, I like to have some money. But I love my family more than I love my job. How am I going to make a plan to fight for my family? How am I going to make a plan to fight for my friends, my church? What time every day am I going to commit, even if it's just for five minutes, to fight for what I love? Make a plan. Make a habit fight for it. It's up to you. You can feel all fired up today. I'm, I'm going to fight for my family. I'm going to fight for my church. I'm going to do all this different stuff. It lasts for like three days. But you make a plan and you stick to it. Because, listen to me, it is the most important thing. It's responsibility in your hand. Fight. Amen? Anybody here today, you're not a Christian? In other words, you've never been forgiven of your sins. Or maybe a long time ago, you sort of were living from, but you walked away from it. Anybody in the house today? If so, anybody else? Got the hand raised before I even say anything. We're going to roll with that. Anybody else? Anybody else in the house? Can you come on down? I'm going to pray with you. Anybody else? Say, you just say, Lord, I, I need forgiven today. I need, I need life to change. Anybody else? Why don't you pray with her? Amen. Anybody else? Why don't you? We'll give a second. She'll knock you out. Why don't you guys come around and pray with me? Pray. It's a prayer of salvation. Come around front. Come around front. Come around front here and just talk to them. Lead them in a prayer of salvation, okay? Patsy, come around front here. Lead them in a prayer of salvation. Anybody else in the house? If you want prayer about anything, come on down. We'll pray with you. 
in Jesus' name. Let's worship for a second. Let's all just sing a song. Let's worship while this is happening. Let's give it a moment. Lord, we thank you in Jesus' name. Oh, we thank you in Jesus' name. Oh, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Miss you. Thanks for coming today. Be blessed as you go. Love, love on some people as you leave today. Wednesday night we'll be back. Next Sunday we'll be back. Have a wonderful week. Wonderful week.